This is the Fix Your Sciatica Podcast. Social media is here to stay, and it's a very useful tool to be able to have professionals convey information that is useful for people such as you, yourself, the listeners, on how to manage various different conditions, especially something like sciatica pain. But there is also uh, a lot of noise that is out there. And this got me thinking, how can we separate the noise from the information and action steps that are truly valuable so that you can drive action? And today's guest is Dr. Donna Coriel, who is a physician, but also consultant on helping other physicians become more present in social media. And so she was very kind enough to help us uh, break down the noise and understand how can we figure out those true experts from the people who are just the loudest on the internet. So Dr. Coriel, thank you so much for being on today's episode. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited for this conversation. I am so excited too. I think it's a very important thing, especially because of the fact that we live in an age of information. There's so much available information that is out there and it's hard to figure out is something going to work or is something not going to be. And so for the listeners who haven't been uh, quite uh, the first time listening to you, tell us a little bit more about yourself and what brought you into the, the social media sphere. Sure. So I uh, was a traditionally practicing physician, um, a medical doctor that uh, specialized in internal medicine. Um, I took the traditional route in um, studying to become a doctor. And when I completed my training in internal medicine, I did so at, uh, at Montefiore Einstein in the Bronx in New York. When I finished that, I transitioned to working at uh, Mount Sinai, New York City. I worked at the World Trade Center Medical Monitoring Program. Um, I was an assistant professor in occupational medicine there, um, helping out with those that had experienced um, the World Tra Trade Center disaster. And that gave me some experience as to real life uh, practice and interacting with humans. And then from there, we moved to New Jersey. Uh, I took a job. <clears throat> I'm sorry, at that point, I um, took time away from medicine. It's important to say I had my third child. So I decided to take away time to kind of bond with my children. But I just that was the time that I discovered life and like all these things that I hadn't discovered when I was training all my life. Um, after that, I went back to practice and worked as, an, as a primary care doctor and internist in uh, private practice settings. And then um, we can talk about this, but through the years, I sort of um, loved the other, uh, these other skills that I had uh, acquired. Uh, and one of those skills was digital creation and being a digital consultant is something that I became over the years. I built a community. I became an entrepreneur and built a business and yada, yada, yada. I am now a full-time entrepreneur. I stepped away from clinical practice and seeing patients, but I do still, first of all, help people. And secondly, interact regularly, especially with uh, doctors from across the world, uh, as well as patients that are looking uh, online and looking for care. What an amazing journey to go from uh, the clinical standpoint to the consulting standpoint, providing other physicians and patients an opportunity to get connected uh, in a world that allows us to be the most connected right now. So let's talk about social media specifically. 
the the media itself being able to share pretty much across all various different platforms and we're starting to see it now even more via linkedin instagram facebook all these different mediums which allows clinicians to be able to present information to the world and in your eyes when you're working with uh say physicians who are saying well i think i need to build an online presence why is it so important for for doctors and physicians to get involved with social media it's very important because the world has evolved um, to include social media as i mean almost our primary form of communication especially uh post covid in a world where we are increasingly communicating online i think it's a space um, that we cannot ignore. Um, a lot of us, myself included, just despise social media in the online world, but we can't shy away from the fact that it's here and that it is here to stay. So even if you despise it, you got to just say, this is the world and this is how everyone is communicating. So if I am not in it, then I am completely out of the communication that's happening. Um, it's important for physicians and for doctors in general to be a part of the conversation. I mean, first and foremost, because the healthcare conversations need us, they need the educated sector of society to be involved in health conversations. Um, so that's number one, but also we need to be involved in the advocacy conversations where it comes to healthcare. Um, and that's another thing that I personally, at least really take part in is how do we make healthcare better? And the best way, you know, it used to be out of our hands. It used to be that only politicians in Washington, D.C. would discuss what gets implemented and what doesn't. And the beauty of the online world is that you can get so much um, enthusiasm for a particular topic if it's broken. Um, and you really can make waves and make a splash and really um, you can influence. And so that's the key word here. And that's what's important. And I think that doctors are still scared to get onto social media, but it is absolutely the time uh, to start learning those skills to get on and to make a difference, whether it is for advocating or for connecting with patients. Yeah, that's a, thank you for sharing those important pieces. Um, it's here to stay, but then also I didn't even think about the opportunity to communicate it even from an advocacy standpoint. I think it's really amazing because especially if you look at over the years, <clears throat> in regards to just how uh, we get information, how we communicate. Back in the day, it used to be just textbooks. And then from textbooks, it'd probably take about 10 to 15 years for textbooks be, to be published, right? So by the time it comes out, the research is already updated. And then from textbooks, we evolved into magazines, the newsletters, and then from magazines, which would end up being like the turnaround time would be three months. And then we transitioned into blogs, right? And blogs had the opportunity for us to be able to start sharing this knowledge a little bit more and have a little bit more interaction with the message boards. And then we transitioned from blogs to uh, email lists, right? Email lists. And then from there, I mean, it's all, it was all primarily just text-based, right? And so that meant that in order for you as a consumer to understand what you're reading or coming across, you actually have to read the information. And we learned over the past... 10 to 30 years that not everyone is an avid reader and we have to figure out why or how can we convey these messages and thank goodness for social media allows us to either do audio podcast just like this but also 
<laughs> long form videos that you have stuff on YouTube and even short form videos on Instagram and all that other stuff. So really, really important. I, I love the fact that you had the, um, you're sharing uh, the advocacy aspect because you're absolutely right. We have these politicians who make these decisions, but it's the, the citizens, us who make these decisions. And it's, uh, it's us who actually determine who ends up getting put into, um, into office. So then that way they can represent us. Um, and so, Let's talk about, so from an advocacy standpoint, for sure, it allows us to be more informed and then allows us to pick those politicians and officials. Let's talk about the aspects of all this information that is out there right now. Um, one of the big questions is 100% social media is here to stay. Um, there are some pretty dominant doctors on, on social media um, or and influencers as well. We're sharing some really fantastic education for listeners and viewers, but there's also a, a number of those who share not so great information, even misinformation that can be harmful. And so uh, in, in some cases, it's like the noisiest, the loudest. And so how can uh, listeners and consumers, how can they determine whether or not the information being presented to them is actually truly helpful um, and valid? And so really, this is really more so how can people go through it as a conscious consumer rather than um, and anything else? That's that's a very complicated. It's a great question. It's also a very complicated one. So there are different ways I can answer it. First of all, I could just say generally that the beautiful part of living in a democracy, right, and um, <clears throat> in the country that we do is that we can have open discussions and we can challenge the status quo, right? which is something that we would not be able to do like in dictatorships or in communistic societies, right? So there's something really beautiful about giving a forum to everyone and allowing everybody to speak. At the same time, we do need to start recognizing, well, who is the expert and who is the person who I should be listening to as a layperson, as a person who maybe doesn't hold a degree and so I, I don't know who I should listen to. Now, um, what I've created in my business that I focus full time on, uh, it's called SoMeDocs. It stands for Doctors on Social Media. The goal for me was to verify the humans who had earned degrees, right? We, we're starting out with medical degrees. Interesting and, and relevant to you is that we also would like to open a directory for physical therapists because that would be great because that's a different degree that's very valuable. So the point being that on Facebook and on Instagram and whenever you 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 know whatever social platform you're on you can't really identify if a person has earned a degree right a person can even say that they've earned a degree but not really have earned it so what i tried to do in my business is to use my expertise and my skills to help verify the humans who had earned degrees um and uh to list them really nicely and uniquely in a directory so that the public or other doctors or journalists who are looking for quotes or other podcasters or events that are looking for speakers that have degrees. The point is anybody that is looking for a degreed individual, right? A person with an education in the proper field they're looking for, they can go to the website, they can use the filters and they can find who out there they can follow, connect with, etc. So that's at least something that I've created having seen the need of, well, there's a sea of online voices, but who in here has a degree? 
Now, it gets more complicated when we ask, well, who, you know, who should I listen to in, you know, in this topic or in that topic? The problem for me personally, as a free thinking human that really appreciates nuance and arguments and discussions that are respectful. The problem for me is that a human can have a medical degree and can be an expert in one field, but maybe on another field disagree with their colleagues, right? My issue is, is that who am I to judge whether they're right or wrong in this little niche when they could be great in other niches? That's not for me to say. So what Somedocs does is just that initial filtration of, hey, these are doctors. Right here in our director are medical doctors. So if you're looking for someone that's a hypertension specialist, then you can look for an intern. You can, you know, look for that. If you're looking for an orthopedist because you want to learn about like wrist injuries or someone that is talking about whatever it is, right? Orthopedics related, you can click on that filter. If you're like, well, I kind of want to also listen to someone who's podcasting who's an orthopedist, great. You choose ortho and you choose podcaster, and then that those options come up. But the point is that the I'm not in a position to judge whether what someone's saying is right or wrong. And I don't want to be. I don't want to make those determinations. There are plenty of people out there who are judging and who are saying, you're right, you're right, you're right. But the point of the online world is to empower the every human out there, right? The patients, to empower patients to allow themselves to educate themselves. So all I'm doing is just saying, hey, Go ahead and educate yourselves, but know that these are the humans that have earned X, Y, and Z degrees so that you can follow them knowing that they've at least, you know, had the proper education uh, to say what they say. And then it's up to you to go and listen to what they say and decide if it works for you or not. This episode is brought to you by the Sciatica Protocol. Experience pain relief directly through your phone, anytime, anywhere. Interested in learning more? Check us out at ifixyoursciatica.com slash the-sciatica-protocol. That makes total sense. And, and so to kind of summarize two key principles that you're, you're discussing, I think number one is the, the credentials aspect. Um, the credentials itself allows us to be able to communicate with the world that we have met the uh, requirements to hold a specific degree, and especially in medicine, you practice medicine, you've gone through years and years of training. I mean, oh my goodness, you're looking at four years post-grad and then you have your four years of residence. I mean, that's that's an entire career's worth of training um, that you have to go through. And it's not just knowledge that you have to go through, but the skills on being able to make clinical decisions and provide the the information necessary that's going to be mostly for your patients. I also really appreciated that how with so many docs you have the opportunity to be able to say, I'm looking for such and such doctor with such and such information. You are making it easier for consumers to get the information that they need from reliable sources. Um, and I thought that you brought up a really great thing in regards to free thinking as a free thinking person. Um, it's our responsibility to be able to see what's out there and determine what is going to be the best for us. And oftentimes I think what's important. And one of the things I've, I've seen a lot uh, when it comes to the information is that we have this, we have, we have two uh, 
two categories of information. We have one, which is just informal, you're reading a book, um, and it's kind of just like learning something. And then number two is actionable things. And I think one of the most important things, especially in the physical therapy world, um, from a pain management standpoint, is that it is important for um, for whether it be physical therapists, like any uh, practitioner, but even the patients themselves, not only to get the information, but being able to have action steps to be able to use that information to their benefit. And uh, I really appreciate what you're doing in regards to providing that filter, again, to be able to, uh, what is it, to clear out the noise, to minimize confusion and facilitate action, because we live in a world of information. And I talk about it a lot with my colleagues and friends who are there saying, well, we need to put more and more out there. I think it's an access issue or, um, I, sorry, I think it's an information issue, um, but it's not always an information issue. It's more of an action, being able to say, what are the next steps that I'm going to take? Because once we find out that there's a problem, we have to do something about it. And that's one of the cool things about what SomiDocs does as well. So let's talk about something specifically for the listeners. The majority of the listeners out here have been dealing with sciatic pain, either acute or for long term. And so for someone who's been dealing with um, sciatica pain issues, um, what, uh, if, if you happen to know offhand, um, who are some spine and pain management doctors to follow on your platform if you happen to know offhand? I, d I would not, <clears throat> that wouldn't, no. I, I don't oh. know offhand. I only want to say no because there's literally hundreds of doctors that appear on the, um, in the directory right now. I think offhand it's about 600, but I also deal with large communities of doctors in the thousands um, that, you know, deal in all specialties. Uh, I mean, I could tell you like off the top of my head, Dr. Alejandro Badia uh, from Miami is uh, in the network in the Somidox network and is an orthopedic surgeon, but I don't necessarily know that they're specialists in sciatica. Um, the beauty of it is that um, I, I don't practice and I definitely don't practice in referring worldwide. Um, so I, um, part of having built this directory is that I can actually refer to it. Um, you know, theoretically, I could just refer to it as I'm speaking to you now and just put in, you know, um, orthopedics uh, and see who comes up. I just don't know who's specific to sciatica. Um, we are definitely growing gradually. Uh, the first step is to bring in doctors and to sort of categorize them through their specialty. We're not yet at the point where we are then filtering it out uh, based on actual, you know, niche right? I mean, they're already niche down because they're an orthopedic. Uh, you know, the fact that they're specializing in the spine and sciatica versus in the feet or in the hands, we're not there yet. We do need um, the numbers. And again, part of that is because most of the doctors that are turning to us to be part of the directory are doctors that do value the online world and are active uh, and actively pursuing building a presence, uh, which, which is still the minority of the doctors out there. Um, though I'm thankful to podcasts like yours because I'm hoping that it helps get the word out on how valuable um, this marketing space really is. It's, it's extremely valuable. And I think you brought up a very interesting uh, and valuable point. You said that off the top of your head, you already know 600 orthopedists. And, and when it comes to groups, you're looking at thousands. And what often happens with uh, 
patients who are dealing with sciatica for long periods of time, they feel as if they've gone from one doctor to the other and they get to a point when their doctors are like, I don't know what to do with you. And that is a very lonely and hopeless state. And so to hear that there are way more doctors that are out there available to help you and have a social media presence of being able to say, this is the information, it gives patients hope because they know that they didn't reach the end of the line. They didn't reach the last person who they think could help them. And ultimately we live in a world where there, there, um, there's a lot of doctors and I think it's fantastic. And being able to provide people hope that there is someone, um, whether it be me, whether it be another, um, you know, a, a team of clinicians, being able to have this amazing network that you've built uh, is going to be is is extremely valuable, and so I, I very much appreciate uh, what you're doing. And so, from a consumer standpoint, tell us a little bit more about uh, we'll say consumers from patients, the listeners right now, if they're dealing with something, what is the best way to actually access this network? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, first of all, uh, I wanted to touch on something that you said, um, and then I'll let you know about where the network is. So um, first of all, it goes, obviously it goes beyond the doctors. What you said really resonated with me because patients do many times find themselves frustrated and the doctors can't always help the patients. And you can also sort of uh, try out different doctors until you find someone that you do truly connect with. I do believe in that. I don't think that we need to marry the doctor that we see initially. I think that, you know, relationships ebb and flow and just like our health, our health, you know, sometimes we develop things, unfortunately, and we cannot deal with them. And the people that we trust and love in our lives that are helping us health wise can't always solve every problem that we have. So knowing that there's a variety of doctors out there with different personalities and different ways of communicating is, is important to know and keep in mind so that you don't feel frustrated. Um, and then it goes beyond the doctors, right? Because it's, to me, it's, this is why I mentioned earlier that we'd like to also bring physical therapists into the, to a new directory on our site as well, is that, you know, it goes beyond just seeing the doctor, right? You could see the doctor for sciatica pain, but at the end of the day, at some point, there almost always is physical therapy that is initiated to someone with different kinds of back pain. And it's, so it's important for us to really um, be taken care of through different modalities. And we have different educational backgrounds. A physical therapist background is certainly different than a medical doctor's, but together we're supplemental. We can really blend and mesh together to make an even better treatment plan. And so it goes beyond the doctors. But the other thing that's really cool is that so the social media world offers different modalities for getting help. The social media world will never offer a real life consultation where someone can literally put their hands on you, at least not now in this moment in time when we're alive. It won't allow the doctor or the physical therapist to manipulate your back or to help give you a massage or whatever it is that they're trying to do to make you feel better. Um, but they can certainly give you ideas to pursue. They can certainly give you ideas that you could take back to your physical therapist and or doctor and discuss with them. And there's even cool modalities like videos. So you can watch, there's plenty of physical therapists that are actually 
um, active on social media, uh, for example, on Instagram, right, where they're not just posting ideas and written work, but they are also posting videos showing like different stretches for different things and different conditions. You can certainly take those videos to your physical therapist or doctor so that to make sure that it obviously applies to your condition and you can follow and you could do it from the comfort of your own home. And guess what? A lot of times it's for free. So that answers that. And then I'm just going to talk. You asked me where the network is. The network, uh, in terms of the directory, it is a free public directory. So it's at doctorsonsocialmedia.com. And when you go to that website, you can click on the main menu says directory. So you could click there. And then the filters are on the sidebar if you're using a... Uh, laptop and on a mobile device, there's a button that brings up the filters. Beautiful. And so you're having uh, doctors who've been vetted by you, but also are looking at educating and sharing that information with many people, which means that they're really active on folk on, on, on helping people. And it's a growing network, uh, which is really great. So listeners, if you didn't get a chance to actually write that down, I'm actually going to be putting the link in the show notes today. So then that way you can use it as a reference. Dr. Coriel, this has been so wonderful for you to share what you're doing and what uh, Somi Docs have been, uh, has been focusing on doing, helping the patients gain more access to an even bigger, better network of doctors who want to help people. So I really appreciate your time uh, today for sharing all of this with us. Absolutely. And thank you so much for what you do. You know, I love that you're niche down and you are focusing on a specific condition. And that's super smart in my eyes. And I appreciate you letting, you know, amplifying the voices of your healthcare colleagues. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you got some help from today's podcast. And for more info, check us out at ifixyoursciatica.com. Have a fantastic and pain-free day. No patient-therapist relationship is formed by listening to this podcast. We are not providing medical advice and all information should be confirmed by a medical provider.